You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. Though located in the heart of the Silicon Valley, you will hear fervent, old-fashioned revival preaching from the pulpit of North Valley Baptist Church. It is our desire that you will be helped by this gospel message. Moses has been determined by historians, not Christian historians, but perhaps one of the top five men in world history. Brilliant mind. Our laws in Washington, D.C., our government is founded upon the laws of the Bible, how there's judges and there's different branches. Our, our laws of, the, of, of life are based upon the Bible. They use the Bible with the Bill of Rights and with the Constitution. That's why all of the Constitution and the Bill of Rights are under attack today because our nation's come to a point we don't want the Bible. 59 years ago this week, we outlawed the Bible and prayer in our, in, our, in our public schools. Well, we see how well that's, that's achieved its result. We need God in this country. Amen. We need God in our lives. And this old man is now an old man. They lived longer in those days, but he's 120 years of age, and he wrote Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, gave us the Ten Commandments. And the book of Deuteronomy, that strange word just simply means the words. So if I say Deuteronomy, I'm saying, let's look at the words. And it's the words of an old man. And the old man, and I say that with respect, is ready to die. And he preaches 34 chapters, one message to the children of Israel. He's going to remind them about the Ten Commandments. You're going to have to keep these. I'm going to be dead and off the scene. And I want you to keep the Ten Commandments. There's some things I don't want you to forget. Brother Reimer's read, look in Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse number 9, only take heed to thyself. That's a key statement throughout the entire book. Take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently, lest thou, what's that word? Forget the things which thine eyes have seen. Moses knew that it's easy to forget. Uh, don't forget your mother. Not just simply on Mother's Day. God's given you a mother. Remember your mother or the memory of your mother or a father or a home or health or strength or whatever God's given to you. I don't want it with this booklet we have for our bulletin today is that we might remember 47 years what God has been doing here. It's the Lord's. 47 years ago, we rented a building in Sunnyvale. There's a mall there now. The building's torn down. We owned nothing 47 years ago. We didn't have a pulpit. We didn't own a pulpit. We didn't own buses. We did not own hymn books. We had secondhand hymn books. We did not own offering plates. We had baskets. We did not own, we did, we did not own things. like we had, we had no buildings when we finally began to rent buildings that had an air conditioner. We didn't have chairs. We borrowed chairs. We got chairs. We had to buy chairs. But God's given us these wonderful things on both properties. I look back at what God has done. I, I remember the day longing that our kids could have a gymnasium. We don't have one gymnasium. On two properties, we have two. We have three floors of dining facilities. 
We have commercial kitchens on both properties. We have media centers on both properties. We have live stream, and we have radio stations on this property where they can learn in college how to have a radio program, a radio ministry. We have a wood shop. We have a science lab. We have computer program places. We have music labs. It's it's an amazing thing. All that God is, we have nurseries. We have equipment. We have buses. God's been so good to us. But we did not own a typewriter 47 years ago. I had my little manual typewriter from college, but we never used it. And we went this week and bought a second-hand Olympia typewriter, Los Gatos office supply, for $60. And we thought we were uptown. We had a typewriter. It was an amazing thing. Don't forget that. Don't forget we did not have one pew padded like this. We didn't have that. We didn't have carpet. We didn't have things. And God says in verse 13, take heed to yourself, lest ye, same thing as he said in verse 9, forget. Turn with me in your Bibles to chapter 6. In chapter 6. And the Bible says, then beware, verse 12, lest thou forget the Lord which brought thee out forth out of the land of Egypt to the house of bondage. Go to chapter 8, please, the last place I'll have you turn. In chapter 8, verse 11, beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. Verse number 14, then thine heart shall be lifted up. He says what? When you have, verse number, when you have flocks and houses and you have silver and you have gold, verse 12 and 13, then thou heart, your heart is lifted up. Let uh, and thou forget the Lord thy God. You know, we have some nations of the world. I received a picture from the Middle East yesterday from one of our people. And there they are, Christians that have become born again in recent days, and they're on the ground, seated, no table. And one of our members was having a meal with these folks. They're watching today. They're 10 hours ahead of us in the Middle East where I'm a particular country talking about right now. And there they are because they're hunted now. These people that have been born again, saved, placed their trust in Jesus Christ. But they have no personal belongings. They don't own a table. They don't have a table there. They're, they're, they put a blanket down there. They're sitting on both sides, these Christians that are eating. I, can, I, I will disclose the country. One has a family members, members of ISIS. They don't have anything, but they have God. They're so happy. When God begins to give a nation things like we have, we forget our God. Well, we cannot forget God. We feel like today we can live without God. We can make the rules. We can do what we want to do. Don't forget where God hewed you from. I never shall forget that day he just sang. When God reached down and saved my sorry soul, look what he says in verse, uh, verse uh, number 19. And it shall be that thou do not forget the Lord thy God. Don't forget. The man is making his farewell journey. Cal Ripken, 
I don't remember right now, I think it's 2,436 games or something like that. He played baseball and never missed a game, 168 games in a year. So you can see how many years Cal Ripken played, never was sick, never had a broken bone. And if he did, he just played anyway, I guess. But it, and he made the last year tour and they went from stadium to stadium and honored him for his longevity in playing the ba game of baseball. And I want you to know as they, they honored him, he was making his final lap. Moses is making his final lap. He knows he's going to deposit the children of Israel to his associate by the name of, Jos uh, 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 of Joshua. And Joshua's going to lead the people. And the first thing he said, as the Lord was, God said to, to uh, uh, Joshua, as the Lord was with Moses, so will I be with thee. There, God's going to use you, Joshua, to deliver the people out of bondage. He said, now don't forget, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. For in it thou shalt meditate day and night. For in it thou shalt find good success. This generation bus kids, one of you may be the next pastor here one day. Do not allow this church to neglect the word of God. Tonight, today, I want to speak to you about the simple subject of that. Don't forget you're sitting in a 3,000-seat air-conditioned auditorium. Don't forget we didn't have this. Don't forget there was not the schools that we have, K-4 through college, all those classes. Don't forget uh, that we have the publications. Don't forget we have radio stations across the nation and a radio ministry and a live stream ministry. In that booklet somewhere, it shows the last 30 days, those that have listened to the radio, and it gives, I don't know how many countries, uh, maybe a hundred, I don't know, I'm sure how many countries are listed there, didn't count them. But that's just the radio. Live stream is more than that. Right now, around the globe, every nation of the world, even some enclosed countries are watching this service in Santa Clara, California today. I want you to know that, that God's blessed us with schools and God's blessed us with the bus ministry and God's blessed us with radio and God's blessed us with worldwide missions. And don't, don't forget. Amen. Now, how did all this happen? Well, we're all talented people. And we're so awesome, all of us, that look what we did. No, sir. In fact, God promised, he said, I'm going well, to use the weak, the base things of this world to confound the mighty. Amen. Dr. Tony Hudson's dad was preaching here. He passed away with cancer at age 61. He pastored the world's fastest growing church in Atlanta for several years in a run. He was just an amazing preacher, country preacher. He was preaching on a Sunday morning. He was preaching when Tom Apus in 30 eight years ago, got saved in our church on a Sunday morning. And I was sitting here hearing Dr. Curtis Hutchin preach. It was either that morning or that night. He says, I'll, I'll tell you why you have this great ministry. I'll tell you why you have these buses. I'll tell you why you have these buildings. I'll tell you. And he went on and on about it. I said, good, I want to find out. What, how did we get them? And he turned. And I, I could have crawled in the hole because it's not right. He said, because that man. And he pointed to my, I was sitting there. He said, that man saw it all. And I said, I, to my, I didn't see any of this. Brother Kerry, when we built out that auditorium, we were renting that building, we enlarged it from about 60-some seats, and we enlarged it to 198 chairs. 
on a Thursday night or a Friday night, you and I counted them. And I stood up there and thought, what in the world have we done? 198 metal chairs. What have we done? We'll never fill this. No, I, I didn't see. I didn't see all these things. But God saw it. How was it all entrusted to our care? It won't take me long now. i tell you how God blessed this church through the scriptures. We have tried for 47 years, Sunday school teachers, the pastors here, the school teachers, every class opens in prayer. The Bible is the premier book that we use, whether it's science class or history class. Oh, they know it all. Uh, I re saw a report last week that because of COVID, now kids are not learning to read, that 75% of 10-year-old kids cannot read. Well, you cannot come to our Christian school and graduate from kindergarten unless you can read. You can't go to first grade if you don't know how to read. And you have to know phonics. I'm talking about every class has made the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book, that's made it preeminent. This has been a church that's been preaching the Bible. We've not been sharing the Bible. We've been preaching the Bible, the old King James Bible, for 47 years, and it has worked. God says, faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Preach the Word. Be instant in season. This book will keep you from sin. Our sin will keep you from this book. And not only did God use the scriptures, God used the songs and the singing. A great church is a great church because it's a singing church. Nationwide, we're known as the singing church. We've recorded all these different songs through the year as a singing church. You see, singing is an expression of the heart. And you don't get your singing right, you won't get a lot of other things right. It's first of all the scriptures and then a song. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. You say, would we grow faster and larger if you brought a rock and roll group in here? No, we would not. This place would fall apart because it wasn't built on rock and roll. It wasn't built on contemporary. You say, well, I know churches that are bigger. They do this. Well, they can do what they want, but we're not doing that here. Amen. I like that a mighty fortress is our God. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a force. All hail the power. I sing the mighty power of God. How great thou art. He played in the offertory. Oh, no, we're going to stay with that. I'm too old to go to this, well, I'll tell you what, here's what Jesus did for me. I, I, I don't know, it's not a nightclub. It's church. We've got enough of the world out there all week long. That's why I don't bring the newspaper in here, and I know we don't take the newspaper anymore. But I, I don't bring the newspaper and preach from the newspaper. Why? Because there's a book called the Bible, the Word of God, and we gather together and sing the praises of God. I tell you thirdly how this church was built off soul winning. Oh, how sweet to walk round and round the block, ringing doorbells for our Lord, wearing out our shoes, telling God's good news. Ringing doorbells for our Lord. We, we, we've been passing gospel tracts. In, in that booklet today, it said 80-some thousand people have walked the aisles of our church, one and one, being led to Jesus Christ. But it's many, many, many times that, as you count the soul winners that have gone out, 
Brother Pooh said, I've been thinking so much. I said on the radio the other day, those sweet Filipino ladies in your church, all Lola's uh, grandmothers. And uh, I think of, I, thought, I kept thinking about Mrs. Adrenata would be hooked up to IVs for dialysis. And she'd get out of dialysis sometime late Saturday morning. And we had a lot of them with the Lord now. And, and they just went, I didn't even know for 20 years they were doing this. All these dear sweet Filipino ladies, they, they show up and then just knock on doors and visit. They did the entire city of Campbell, California, and Melpitas, California, every door. And they did all of, all of Santa Clara, California, all of Sunnyvale, California, all of Mountain View, California, and most, if not the vast majority of San Jose, one million people. And, and just these, I, we didn't, I didn't even know we had that ministry. And bus workers go knocking on doors and visiting people. He said, well, I bet they get mad. You know what I find with COVID? Most are happy. Most of people are so tired of all this and shut in and tired. They want to talk to you. I'm finding people are more open now than ever before. You know what else I find? I find that I get more people say, we had two high school kids come by our house. We had two college kids come by our house. We had some elderly ladies, some elderly men. We had a couple come by our house. We're having people come by and hey, look, if they don't want it, we're not gonna jam it down their throat. But our job is to go into all the world and give and teach the gospel to every creature. There's a place called heaven. And there's a place called hell. And it's appointed under Man wants to die, and after this, the judgment. We stand before God. You say, oh, I'm going to heaven because I went to a Baptist church on Sunday morning. No, he'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. The Baptist church can't get you in. Jesus can get you in. I am the way, the truth, the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. You know what, you know what, has, what has helped this church Soul winning. The day this church stops knocking on doors and visiting people and pastors, I've passed so many tracks this week. And you know, every time, every time, every time. Now I know it's not this way. Some say, ah, you shouldn't be doing that. You have a permit to do that, all that stuff. That is so rare. You know, I find you put a smile on your face, say, hey, hey, I want to give you an invitation to church. What church is it? North Valley Baptist Church. I say, you'll love the church. If you're like me, I really don't like the pastor that much. They say, who's the pastor? I said, I am. They normally laugh. I'm not laughing, but they do. I'm finding that this is a hurting, Brother Bertram, you, found, you traveled all summer. It's a hurting world. It's an angry world. It's a frustrated world. And I want you to know today that God has caused you and I to, uh, in our Sunday school class, how many in our class this morning have been reached for Christ? It was amazing. Reached for Christ right here. I got saved here. I've had so many pastors emailing or uh, texting me this morning, happy anniversary, pastor. And I, oh, this one over here who in 1990, tomorrow at teen camp as a teenager, he, he, he surrendered to preach the gospel. And he's a preacher today in, in Colorado Springs, has four beautiful children, a car wreck, his precious wife, uh, Mindy. They were hit by a car on the freeway in Colorado, and she's paralyzed here on down. 
trying to raise that family as a preacher's wife in a wheelchair, just a young girl. But I want you to know, I got so many, I, I, I got this one and this one and this one and this one, this pastor today, thank God I got saved at North Valley. Thank God, call the God to preach at North Valley. Had him yesterday, I'm going to, I'm going to the mission field because here's what God did in my life at Golden State Baptist College. Hey, it works, young people. This government said, here, we want to hand out to you. We want to give you free education. We want to give you food. We want to give you drugs. We want to give you this. We want to give you that. No, no, no. It's not living to get. It's living to give. I find that this church grew because of the scriptures and because of the songs, because of soul winning and because of service. You Sunday school teachers, and there's a whole army in this, these buildings teaching right now and the other property of teaching the word of God. Couldn't make it without the Sunday school teachers. Couldn't make it without the bus drivers, the bus mechanics, the bus people that wash the buses, the bus people that fuel the buses. 40, was it 43 cents a gallon? We're paying $7 a gallon for diesel for our buses right now. They say, well, are we going to stop running the buses? Oh, no. We're just going to figure out a way to pay for it. Those days, I forget the year, but Monday morning, we get in those buses and we drive them down Montague Road. It's now Montague Expressway. And we go down Montague Road to Melpitas because there was a gas station. And the guy promised us every Monday morning we could get in line and wait for hours and we'd have a whole line of our buses fueling them up because there was a gas shortage so many decades ago. And we parked them over here and people would come in and steal the gas at night. So we put a fence around it. And then they'd come and they'd steal the gas at night and they'd cut into that fence. So we had a police officer get us a couple police dogs, German shepherds. And I like German shepherds the best because I'm a German. And the word pastor means shepherd. So watch out, I'll bite you if you're not careful here. <laughs> Couldn't make it without the ushers. 47 years, I've never spent one time in the nursery as a nursery worker. I've never had to change a diaper or hold a baby and sing Jesus loved me. But there's a whole crowd that held our kids and all of our kids are serving God today full time. I'm indebted to the nursery workers. I'm indebted to the people that clean the buildings and the properties. I'm so indebted because it's a serving church. It's a laboring church. It's a separated church. I agree with you. It's too long. I'll get done in just a minute. <laughs> Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. You know, there, there has to be something that it's worldly. God says in Romans chapter 12, verse number two, be not conformed to this world. So there has to be something that's worldly. And I find that everything that God has, the devil mirrors it, but he does it with his touch. So music is great, but there has to be something that's worldly. Dress is great. I'm glad we're all dressed today, but there has to be a worldly dress. Philosophy is great, but there has to be a worldly philosophy. Everything's mirrored. 
But the average young pastor in America, and even the older guys, are now caving in. Nothing's worldly. Well, I'm going to let my members decide for themselves. I love my people too much. I know when I die, things, unless you get a man as strong or stronger, I know it's going to corrupt. God promised that. I know some of you say, well, we love pastor, we love the church and what God's doing, so we buy into this. Uh, who knows what kind of preacher you'll call after this. Normally you call a softer one. Don't call a softer one. Call one as hard or harder. Not that he's mean, but that he takes a stand like a man. The presidents we like the most in his, history are not saying, well, I've had so many problems come my way in my presidency. I didn't count on this. That's why you're the president. You know, in the next four years, there are going to be problems, sir. There's going to be wars. There's going to be attacks. There's going to be crime. There's going to be this. Well, I never thought it was going to be this hard. Well, then you shouldn't have been the president. I'm talking about the last 40, how many presidents we've had. You fill in the blank which one you're thinking. I'm suggesting today, I'm suggesting today, there needs to be some type of convictions and standards. I'm not going to have this become a worldly nightclub around here. This is church. And so, yes, it's been scriptures and songs and soul winning and service and separation, and there's been a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. There's been number seven, stewardship. God's people have sacrificed. They've not laid up from themselves treasure on earth. They've laid it up in heaven. There, there's been, <laughs> the spirit of the people is always so positive. Even in the year when, two years, we had not one parking stall. We were meeting in a tent outside. I'm talking about back in 81, 82, and 83, not this last wave. I'm talking about way back then, we had a tent with no parking stalls. And you could not park around there because we we're in a residential area. So you had to park off the property at the schools and everything and, and drive in or take a shuttle in or walk in. I'm talking about this church has had a can-do spirit. I'm talking about the sacrifice of this church. I'm talking about it's a sending station. I'm talking about it's a Sunday school station. I knew I'd never get to that's why I just, let me leave you with this one. Probably number 12. What is, why has God blessed it? It's been a savior church. It's all about the Savior. This verse says it all. Read it with me. Some of you may not be, it says that in all things. Here we go. Let's read it. Ready? That in all things he might have. It's been all about Christ. It's been all about Jesus. I walked to men's prayer last night. I sang out loud the whole way. He said, well, what if anybody heard you? (laughs) They would have had a great voice singing. I get to heaven, God's going to give me a good voice so I can sing teenagers, but I can't sing very well. I took the theme of Jesus. I just started singing. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. About that volume. And he's just the same. Well, what if they heard you? I hope they did. I walked by some houses with some fences. I thought, boy, I hope they hear that Jesus is the sweetest name I know. And he's just the same as his lovely name. Then I sang, standing somewhere in the shadows, you'll find Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Just sang about Jesus. So on the way home last night, I was walking home. I said, I didn't finish. I think I'll sing some more. Those lucky neighbors got to hear me sing again. 
all about Jesus. Oh, how I love Jesus. Here's what this church has all been about, our Savior. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, what a Savior. Oh, what a Savior is mine unto the uttermost, wonderful, glorious. Oh, what a Savior. My wife and I, we, we tip our hat, we bow to you today. Thank you for being that kind of church. You've made so much of Jesus. You've made so much about stewardship and Sunday school and singing in a sweet spirit. You've made so much about singing the gospel songs and standards and convictions and holiness and separation. On and on it goes. You've made so much about souls. You just finished the project of building 400 churches in the Philippine Islands. And you paid a pastor's salary for one year. All 400 churches were going strong today. Brother Poussin, you've been there. Some were back in the jungle. Some, yeah, you had to almost, you, you went back and you and Brother Morton almost machete your way to get into some little places. But 45 and 50 people showed up at that church this morning. You built a multi-thousand, 4,000, 5,000, I forget what it is, auditorium for one large church. I, I didn't do that. I helped. I gave my nickels and dimes. You're a great church. And I don't ever want to ever forget who you are, but I don't want us to ever forget who he is. This morning, if you're without Christ, come to know Christ today. In a moment, we'll pray. The pianist will play. We always have soul winners come, and they'll show a man. A man will show a man how to be saved. A lady will show a lady how to be saved. I got saved 15 minutes from here, 65 years ago. God reached down and saved my soul. I think the thing that just sort of Nailed it in my life. I knew that week I had lied to my mother. I just looked right at her and lied to her. I lied to her. I sat in church that night so convicted. I could lie to my own mother. No one had to tell me I was a sinner. I could be argumentative with my sisters. No one had to tell me how prideful I was. I knew that. I wish I could tell you I've lived a perfect life since that day 65 years ago, and I haven't. But I've had a perfect Savior. You need Christ. Every teenager, are you saved? You're so valuable to God. You're valuable to this church. You know, most places you bring teenagers like this, and the preacher have to say, hey, 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 listen to me. I, I never have to, never. That's the training of your teachers and Sunday school teachers and your preacher up there. Are you saved? You have to be saved. And some of you boys are going to forfeit. God, God may want you to be a preacher. Who knows how God's going to put his hand on your life? Brother Manuel Reyes, would you come up here, please? Brother Manuel, just thought of you right now when I'm speaking to these kids. 
At age about five, I think, you started basically living by yourself, your, your dad at home, drunkards home, no mom, start cooking. Wound up in Juvie Hall over here in San Jose. And maybe if you can speak sort of in my microphone here. Are you allowed in Juvie Hall that now that you live there? Yes. What do you do? Preach. He preaches to the bus kids and to the kids in this area. He's an approved preacher of the gospel. He works at Tesla as a supervisor. God's given him the ministry. You know, you talk about a guy that should not have anything going for him. He's a godly deacon in this church. He's got a godly wife. He's got godly kids. He's, I can't believe it. You're a young kid. You have a grandbaby. Yes. Either you're old or your wife is old. <laughs> hey, kids, he goes preaches down here where he was one time. He prayed for years. God, let me, let me go back in there. They won't let him in. You know, every time you go in there, some bus kid will come up, won't they? Yes. I, I rode the bus. Your lives are too valuable. Yours are too Thank you for listening to the audio preaching podcast from North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California, led by Pastor Jack Treber. For more information about our ministry or to find out how to get in contact with us, visit our website at nvbc.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week.